Hear ye, hear ye, all gather to hear Master Joe. From this point forward, we are going to call them Bridgewaters. You know what we Let's call 20 it. years around here? We call it two Grudens. Nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. They won the game they needed to win. Greg Williams should never step foot in an NFL locker room. You good? You got it all up? Grow and grow and grow it. It's reps and reps and reps. Aha, aha, aha. Just throw and throw and throw and throw. Terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And we don't recognize boundaries in 2020. That has to make you happy as a Buffalo fan. I'm all, leave me alone. Because he's not a quarterback, so does those still count as QB hits? This is the best. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with a Z. Don't forget to come check us out at all your favorite streaming platforms. I'm Joe McDonald, same as I always am. On the other end of the Zoom is Mr. Sean Lawler. Sean, how are you doing tonight, sir? Not too bad. Uh, just trying to stay cool in this muggy, muggy weather. How about yourself? It is sweltering down here. I'm dying. I don't know how I weigh 250 pounds with as much sweat as I've put out this week. I'm just insanely fat and sweating way too much. But the people don't want to hear about that, Sean. Uh, if you want if you want to find us, like I said, come check us out anywhere you get podcasts, come to the Facebook group, come to the Facebook page, check out the Ringer NFL. Again, we talk about the NFL for the most part here. And tonight, Sean, we have another show where we talk about the NFL. You might think it's the off season and there's not much to talk about, but you would be wrong. Um, we have some, some, uh, cleanup to do on some things. Uh, a little bit of quick hits here, and then we have a couple topics to get into. And our one, I guess, big story slash big idea tonight is going to get into your milieu, the uh, the financial market. You know, talking about a little bit of funny money and quarterbacks, our favorite things. Uh, but to start, a, a little bit of sad news, a, a couple bits of sad news here. Jim Fossil, the ex-coach of the New York Giants. Longtime assistant coach in the NFL, offensive coordinator for multiple teams. He was a player in the league, also passed away at the age of 71. Um, his son is the special teams coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, did announce it on Twitter and said that dad went to the hospital with chest pains and unfortunately passed away. Uh, he led the Giants to the Super Bowl in 2000 against the vaunted defense of the Baltimore Ravens and got destroyed. Um Again, rest in peace, Coach Fossil. Sean, do you remember Jim Fossil as a coach? Is there anything that sticks out? Nothing really that sticks out. I remember the name just from the stories, hearing mm -hmm. about him in the CFL. Like they'd, He played a season in the Toronto Argonauts, so I'm from the Toronto area. So, you know, hearing about him, and especially with the Giants, you know, hearing about those, I saw those tangentially, you know, through mm -hmm. a Bills fan. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the ones I mean, in 91, 92, like when yeah. he, you know, when they won in 91, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, not too much about his career, but it's you know, sad to hear. I hope it wasn't, I hope it was painless. Yeah. He, uh, he was the 1997 NFL coach of the year. Um, he's only the third, he's the th I believe third or fourth winningest coach in giants history. You know, the story franchise again, um, you know, didn't get a job after the Giants. He took over, you know, after Bill Parcells. He was the first winning coach after Bill Parcells for the Giants. So did a very good job there. Um, a lot of players talked about him. Shannon Sharp said a lot of good things. He was his offensive coordinator in Denver and basically said that, you know, Jim had given him his first chance and all that. Michael Strahan of the Giants and Tiki Barber, just a lot of players. Had a lot of respect in the league. Like I said, his son, John Fossil, is the special teams coordinator in Dallas right now. So just a, you know, really sad tragic thing um i do remember leading into those 2000 playoffs i think they had started something like seven and two they'd lost a couple games and people were questioning them 
And he came out and basically said, like, you know, I'm putting all my chips in the middle of the table. And anybody who, you know, who doesn't think that this team can't win, you know, either put all your chips in or get off the table. And I think they ended up finishing 12 and four and and going to the Super Bowl. Like I said, they were a really good team. They just ran into arguably one of the top two defenses in NFL history and, and just didn't have the firepower to to deal yeah, with. Didn't it. they have Kerry Collins at quarterback? Yes, Kerry Collins, oh, yeah. uh, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, was was the quarterback then. Penn so, State, yeah. I believe, as well. Yes, yes, Penn State. Quarterback. Yep. Carter. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, it's uh, – again, it's funny how history happens. But, yeah, Jim Fossil, rest in peace. Uh, another bit of sad news um, we've talked about on the pod before. I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, Ex-Chiefs assistant coach and son of head coach Andy Reid, Britt Reid, has pled not guilty to charges of – uh, drinking and driving DUI in the accident that happened after the AFC championship game where he hit uh, two vehicles. The five-year-old girl that was hit is still uh, suffering from traumatic brain injury. Uh, the family's kind of keeping quiet on that with her recovery and stuff, which is totally understandable. And I respect that. Um, don't really want to get into it much, but I figured we talked about it before on the pause. So it was only fair to, to give an update as to, you know, to that. Um, Sean, what's our next topic? The next topic, I believe, is our friend, um, <laughs> fantasy football great player, Aaron Rodgers. How, how dare you, sir? How dare you? You bring fantasy into this. Fantasy football, oh, nobody cares about fantasy. It's a, it's fantasy, a double Sean. dip. It's a double nobody. dip, nobody cares. Aaron Rodgers and dip. fantasy? Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, uh, not surprisingly <laughs> – Packers mandatory mini camp uh, is starting today, Tuesday, and Aaron Rodgers did not show up. Uh, it was noticeable that in the voluntary workouts, the wide receivers did not show up. They are all there now. Aaron Rodgers, by all accounts, is the only quarterback who's not in mandatory mini camps across the league. But I could be wrong. But he is definitely the most ho- high profile of them. Uh, the other That's day, sure. the other day, uh, one of the with people in the front office, it's escaping me right now, basically said that Aaron Rodgers' situation is dividing Packer fans. Uh, Sean, I want your opinion on that. As somebody who is not a Packers fan and could care less about the Packers, for both of us, uh, do you think that's a bunch of horseshit, or do you think he has a point? That sounds like a whole lot of privilege to me. Uh, that's That <laughs> sounds like... <laughs> you just asked the Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I I don't have enough hands and feet to count all the quarterbacks that I went through since they went through Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that spans basically my Jim Kelly to Josh Allen. Oh wow, that's a so that's a I, span. You know, uh, there's you know, let's keep the ratings light on this episode, so we won't let. I won't say what I think about all that nonsense that they that they're crying about. Do you know how long that span is? That's like two and a half Grudens. That's how long that is. That's a long time. It's like two and maybe three Grudens is how long it is. And it's about two and a half to three Grudens worth of quarterbacks. Yeah. For anybody who who doesn't remember, Gruden is ten years. That's our that's a new measurement of time. Is is a Gruden? Yeah. Again, it's not surprising. We knew he wasn't going to show up. Does this facilitate a trade? I don't think it changes anything. It goes to show that he's serious. Like he didn't bend in and say, oh, yeah, I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
that's as much time as I want to spend on Aaron Rodgers and all. Yeah, until <laughs> mini, until mini camp. That's basically like that's when I'll, that's when yeah. we start really looking at it. Like the training camp, in, yeah. Training camp. Sorry, yeah. When training you get camp, into yeah. like preseason games and stuff, then mm-hmm. we're like, that's serious. Now we're talking the actual money they actually have to charge him, <laughs> even yeah. though they have to charge him now. I think it's he can be fined up to like ninety three thousand dollars a day, but the team can also waive those fines. So it, it again, I don't want to get into it and talk about it anymore because it'll just give me a headache. Um, Sean, we have talked about a certain wide receiver numerous times on this pod. We've talked about him in locker room. We've talked about him in the Ringer NFL. We've talked about him in our personal chats. Oh my! Did we get some news, Sean? We did. We did. I hope you have the numbers ready because I don't. I do, I do have the numbers <laughs> ready. But uh, our our favorite Julio Jones, who we've talked about trading, people have talked about needs to get out of there. Some teams were bantied about. He decided to go where his new coach came from. Arthur Smith came from Atlanta or came from Tennessee. So Julio Jones decided to see what's going down in Nashville. It's we talked about it on the last pod. We talked about that. They'd be waving to each other as they pass each other, you know, on the trains and all that. Not quite sure it works that way, but we can still have fun with it. Uh, Yeah. The Tennessee Titans were the team that ponied up. I'm going to, we're going to get into this. I do want to say the speculation that was around Seattle apparently was interested. They didn't want to take all the money on. Supposedly, New England was interested, according to reports, which, again, you take every report with a grain of salt, a big grain of salt. Uh, they never got super serious because they weren't going to take on the money. Baltimore was a team a lot of people talked about. They wanted Atlanta to eat the money. Atlanta wasn't going to eat the money. They wanted to get rid of the money. That was the – I mean, Julio wanted out of there. Let, let's, let's – in order. Julio wanted out of there. Atlanta needed cap space. They worked together to do it. That's the way that it worked. So. Did they want to get rid of Julio? Probably not. No. Are they happier to be, you know, $16 million under the cap? Yeah, probably. Uh, so so, so again, they did, Atlanta's happy to not be Philadelphia? Pretty much, yeah. They didn't take the biggest cap hit, dead cap hit in the history of the NFL. Like, like Philly <laughs> because did Philadelphia literally could wait like a few months. Yeah, right. So, again, it's one of those things. Um the Tennessee Titans make the trade. A.J. Brown, we talked about. Corey Davis, gone in free agency. Johnny Smith, gone in free agency. A.J. Brown is going to be the guy in Tennessee, and he needed somebody to help him. And this is a pretty good uh, number two wide receiver if you look at the depth chart, if that's what you think. The Tennessee Titans not only took his salary, but gave up a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 fourth round selection. Uh, Atlanta sends, of course, Julio Jones and a 2023 sixth round pick. So a little bit of pick swaps, you know, stuff in there. So essentially when you, when you look at that, it, it's it, the easiest way to break it down is you get Julio for a second. Is yeah. what it is. Um, Sean, did Tennessee overpay? Did they pay the right price or did they underpay? Cause they did take all the salary. I, honestly, I expect them to take salary. Like, I, I don't understand this whole NFL thing with that. Like, people can like push off the salary. Like, whoever he's playing for should be the one paying the salary. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would think. Yeah, you would think. But uh, I thought it's not an overpay. But I thought I think Atlanta did better than we thought they would because I think third round was kind of 
what we expect, but I'm not upset that it was a second rounder. Like I don't think that was an overpay. I think it, I think it was a it was a fair price to pay, and you got more than you expected if you were Atlanta. Yeah, I, if it's an overpay, it's barely an overpay. I think taking all the salary was always a sticking point with most teams. I'm sure a couple teams, you know, some savvy teams like Baltimore, like New England, were kind of like, well, you know, if you eat three, four million dollars, then yeah, we'll throw you a second, maybe a third or a fourth. And then they went to Tennessee and they said, if you get all this salary, we'll take a, a you know a second and a fourth, and we'll give you a sixth, you know, in in two years. And they're like, you got a deal. Um, it's so again, I think the move was cautiously necessary in terms of Tennessee. I think that again, we've talked about it. AJ Brown, I love AJ Brown. He is a, a, an incredible wide receiver. You do have to worry a little bit about the Juju Smith Schuster narrative of when you take away a guy, and and not that any player who was playing AJ Brown might be Antonio Brown, but when you take away a speedster like Corey Davis, when you take away a tight end like Johnu Smith, you take away these weapons from AJ uh, from AJ Brown, and you don't give him the protection of all these other options. Can he be uh, figured out better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. So, so again, I think by giving up that second and fourth, you say, okay, we get Julio, even if Julio's 80%, 85% of what, you know, his best is or his really good is, we can take that because it's still better than Corey Davis. It's presumably yeah. still better than Johnny Smith. So you're taking that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you a question on this real quick and, and we'll move off this. Well, actually, I'm going to say two questions. Who won the trade? And which receiver by the end of the year will be the, the number one receiving option? Will it be Julio or A.J. Brown? So to you, and you can't pick both as an option. I did put that in the Ringer NFL poll, but for you and I, who won the trade and who's the number one receiving option by year's end? I think Atlanta won the trade just because of the money-wise. And mm-hmm. I think they're kind of building slowly towards tearing it down to keep it going. And Julio Jones didn't want to be there, so they had to get rid of him, and they got a second rounder for it, and they didn't have to eat a whole ton of salary. Yeah, uh, like like we joked, they weren't Philadelphia. Um, so I think they won the trade, and I think AJ Brown's still the number one in Tennessee. Okay, year end. Yeah, if they would have if they would have made this trade before June first, they would have had a twenty two million dollar dead cap hit. Uh, now that money is spread out between roughly seven and 15 next year. So yeah, that's why they're able to to clear that space. Um, I'm going to give Tennessee the win, even though I'm not as high on Julio Jones as other people are uh, going into it. I think that Tennessee gets the win because number one, you're getting a name and that always helps. Uh, Sometimes we forget that players until you show that you've lost a step, you still earn that respect. So week Mm -hmm. one, they're not going to put a third nickel corner on Julio Jones. They're going to put, you know, their best or second best corner. They're going to, you know, they're going to do bracket protection. They're going to do things to try and take him out of the game until he can show that he's no longer deserving of that. And that's, that helps, you know, that helps Derek Henry. That helps Ryan Tannehill. That helps AJ Brown. And if you have to give up a second rounder for that, I think that's a fair price to pay for that. Uh, it's, you know, it's the cost of sleeping peacefully, I guess is, is what you can say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> 
What? <laughs> oh, just a, I, you know, I like the way you put that. It's just funny. It's, it's exactly right. AJ, I think he'll be there. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think by the end of the season, I, my, my heart says AJ Brown is the number one guy, but my gut says Julio's that guy. And I don't think it's going to be far off. I think you're going to see like kind of the later years of Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne coming up where their numbers are going to look very similar, but like Marvin was no longer the guy and Reggie was the guy. I think you're going to see in this season, you're going to see Julio being that guy, but AJ being right there with him. So and maybe this is the last year of it, but I think by season's end, Julio will be the more reliable receiver just because I think AJ is going to have some growing up to do still. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He is the more reliable receiver anyway, so it's, it only makes sense that he'd have more catches. Yeah. So, again, that's just my opinion on it. Um, Sean, what do we have next? Juwan James. Back he, in the news uh, again, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know, he, he doesn't, doesn't stray far from the news cycle right now. <laughs> Uh, Juwan James, we've talked about him, right tackle, Denver Broncos, gets injured in away from the facility training that was actually given by the team. Uh, he's then cut by the Broncos because it was a quote-unquote non-football injury. It was designated as that, starting a war between the, the leagues or the league and the Players Association. Uh, so he's cut. He doesn't get his $10 million. He's out for the year, but then from the heavens above, a team on the East Coast, the Baltimore Ravens swoop in and sign him to a two-year deal worth about $9 million. Now, the catch is all he has to do is pass a physical, but they're not going to hold the injury against him. If everything else except the Achilles checks out, he signs the deal, and they have no reason to think he won't do it. They're going to give him a $500,000 signing bonus for this year, and then basically going into the 2022 season, make a little over $8 million to play right tackle. Um, again, they have Ronnie Staley coming back from injury. They signed Alejandro Villanueva from Pittsburgh. So it, it's more of a future move. It's interesting. Um, the same time this was announced, it was also announced that Jawan James is in fact filing a grievance against the Denver Broncos for $15 million, 10 million for this year and 5 million for the 2022 season that he would have been due. So um, it's a lawsuit. So nice. You say it twice. It, it's, it, Again, his argument, and this was not filed on behalf of the Players Association. This was filed by his personal attorney. So what he is saying is he's saying this was a team-sanctioned exercise. This is what they told me to do, and they told me it was okay to do away from this facility. That's what he's saying. And the team is saying, well, I mean, we said he could do it because we can't stop him from doing it away from the facility, but he still he gets injured. It's not our fault. It really is the definition of splitting hair, Sean. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Denver should have done right. If you don't want to give them the $10 million, give them $3 million and say, hey, tough break, kid. But they just were like, oh, fuck no, we're taking all the money. Um, what do you think of the lawsuit filed, and what do you think of the signing by Baltimore? Great signing by Baltimore. Like, It sounds like he's a pretty good player for them to take this kind of chance on him. Mm-hmm. We also know NFL contracts in that second year might be fairy dust. Hopefully not. Um, but honestly, I think I think you're right about how Denver should have done right by him. 
they should have done something like maybe negotiate, maybe renegotiate his salary, kept him on roster, pulled something like this saying, hey, we're going to pay you X dollars this year to rehab from this injury. We're going to push back the money we owe you to next year or something like that. Or like, let's mm-hmm. split it over the years. Like, let's extend this out, split the money over instead yep. of just straight releasing him, cut him, cutting him off, forcing so, him to do what he's like, doing. <laughs> like Randy Moss said, straight cut, homie. I mean, that's, it, it's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So it's, it's like the ultimate, like, so dumb of Denver to do this. And they have everything that coming to them, they deserve it all. <laughs> well, and, and that's something I want to talk about real quick. Again, we could go on all these topics for a long time, but we're trying to keep this condensed. Um, this is a black eye for Denver, and this is a really big deal for Baltimore. Baltimore is an organization, like them or love them, you know, anything like that. A lot of players respect Baltimore, and they stand by their ex-players and their current players a lot of times, through thick and thin. Um, lots of thick. <laughs> lots, of, lots of thick. Lots of thick. I'm just saying, lots of thick. But players who go there, they talk about the culture through there, which comes from ownership. You know, uh, Ozzie Newsom when he was there, even though he's gone, you know, Eric DaCosta, you know, people like this in the organization. And when they see them do a solid like this, now, granted, if he isn't ready in the second year, they'll cut him and all that, but they're giving him a chance. Mm -hmm. So you look at Denver as a team. Now, free agency comes up. You know, Denver's talked about getting Aaron Rodgers and they have this nice young core and they have all this. Well, what's going to happen when one of these guys comes up to sign a contract and go, well, shit, what if that happens to me? I mean, I know what's going to happen. Like, I, I don't have to guess. I don't have to think like, oh, well, what if I get injured and blah, blah, blah. Um, go through the transaction wire, bud. You'll see it. So, again, when it comes to free agency and team building itself, Baltimore kind of gets a check plus and Denver gets a check minus minus. Like, I mean, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And we know how much these players talk to each other. We know – I mean, it used to be like guys on their own team. That's who they dealt with. And they weren't really, you know, friends with people on other teams. And now, I mean, all these guys talk to each other. You think that people aren't like, F Denver. I'm never going there. Screw them. You know, screw Elway, screw Fangio. I mean, whoever's decision it was. But, like, that's just – that's going to be a cloud that hangs over them. It re- I really think it is. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I – I don't know what they were thinking. It's, just, it's money. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's the almighty dollar, Sean. I mean, yeah, I think I think the NFLPA is going to get involved in this case. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think they um, will too, because it's going to be. This is kind of going to be the the tipping of the scales regarding like when they say like. The player didn't know they had their fingers crossed behind their back when they said he could do it at home. Because there's yeah. always fine print when the NFL yeah. and all these people say you can do something away from facilities. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. fine print they forgot to tell him or th- that he didn't hear like being s- said super fast uh, as he was hanging up the phone. Yeah. So that's and this is going to get that in writing. The NFLPA is going to get involved and they're going to be like, okay, there's enough of this like double speak bullshit like let's get this in writing can you do things away from home do you have to what if this to xyz like they're going to get this in paper that's what's going to happen yeah no you're absolutely right um 
we have we have two more things. Let's get to our big idea because we've been going here for a little while. Uh, we want to get into our big idea plus our kind of just our topic. And then at the very end here, we have a special thing. Uh, thanks to our producer, I found out that we were able to obtain the phone recording between head coaches uh, Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons and Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans. So stay on. Uh, we're going to have that phone call here at the end. But, Sean, I was in locker room today. I was talking to a, a fan of the show, Brandy. Thank you very much. Um, some other people, uh, a guy, TD and, and Scatty and, and friends of the pod. We were kind of just talking and, and we were trying to think of like basically who, like I came up with a question, who is somebody that you think is going into the season very highly rated, but you think is going to fall apart? Like basically, you know, like a names that were brought up or Matt Stafford, you know, oh, going to the Rams, they're going to win the division, all this. And eh, maybe he's not as good as he could be. Or, you know, Kyler Murray, well, maybe he's not as durable or whatever. So talking about that, we started talking about value. And of course, anytime you talk about value, you start talking about money, the almighty dollar. We've talked about it on the pod here. And then we figured out, well, what if we assigned like stocks to starting quarterbacks, treated them like stocks and assigned them all a price? And if any, if you know anything about stocks, you know that you know the goal is to buy low and sell high and make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, like, well, what prices would you list the quarterbacks at? Now, you and I talked a little bit before the show, and we have a little bit differing opinions on how this is done. But basically, our initial thought was one through a hundred, one dollar to a hundred dollars. So a, a player maxes out at a hundred dollars. Obviously, to me, there's nobody at a max right now, but Let's take the quarterback we talked about, Patrick Mahomes. Our original plan was basically, if you want to buy stock in Patrick Mahomes, he's like Amazon right now. He's a he's an NFL MVP. He's a one-time Super Bowl winner, one-time Super Bowl loser. Uh, he's you know got a 10-year, half-a-billion-dollar contract, all this. So he's like worth $95 right now. So if you want to buy him and have Patrick Mahomes in your grasp, that's fine. But there's not a whole lot of room for growth. He's pretty high right now. It would take a lot for you to kind of squeeze that $5 out of him. And then we talked about other quarterbacks, like maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick, who a lot of people seem to like, but has a career losing record, has never taken a team to the playoffs, and always seems to falter. So maybe he's only worth. You just happen to have that right off the tip of your tongue. I'm just saying, listen, it's there. Uh, You know, maybe he's only worth $45 a stock or $40 a stock. But if he does lead the Washington football team to the playoffs, maybe he goes up to $65, $70, $75 a stock. So there's more room for growth in there. So that was kind of our thought. And, and we talked about it, and, and, and Brady, to her credit, said, you know, Sean was in finance. She listens to the pod. She knows things. She hears you. She doesn't listen to me, but she listens to you. And she said, I think Sean will really like this idea. And I said, well, I'm going to run it by him. And I, I ran it by you in the in the group chat. And you said, I really like that idea. And I took all the credit for it. And um, and then you said, let's talk about it. And then we got on here and started talking about it. And you told me the idea was dumb and you had a better idea. So, Sean, let's talk about it. We are going to do this. We are going to sit down and actually assign stock prices for all of our mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And then we're going to actually print them up and put a graphic on Facebook. But we'll talk about it on here, too. But I did kind of want to get the idea out there in the ether and talk about it. So I've talked too long about this. You're Mr. Financial Wizard. Um, I'm glad you 
are done with your time for embezzlement, but I think you're free to talk about it. The gag order's over. So, Sean, tell me what you think about all this. Uh, I did like the idea of the stocks. I'm almost like thinking, like, so you got one to $100 per quarterback, so say $95 for Patrick Mahomes. The idea is for you to be able to resell this. I'm just trying to think of, like, that's where I wanted to get into is, like, what's the incentive of holding the Patrick Mahomes? Cause that's kind of the point of stocks and things like okay. that. And that's like mm-hmm. the NFT world. So mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to resell it or like at least make back your money, maybe you work out a dividend plan for all of them. But we were talking off air and I had said that like the NASDAQ, they have a minimum price that you have to be at. If you're over, if your stock is older than a certain age, like after like three years or something, it has to be ten dollars. So, what would you say? We we determined Andy Dalton was kind of that minimum place. So, yeah. what would you say Andy Dalton's worth? I would I would say twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. So we'll place twenty dollars at the as the as the minimum minimum. Um, as you were saying that, I was thinking you were saying what's the incentive of holding onto a Patrick Mahomes? What we talked about in the locker room. Uh, which I'm going to try and do this more often. So if you do listen to the pod, I'm going to try and like post them on the Facebook page and stuff and and get a schedule set out. Um, But basically uh, you're buying for three years. It's a three year investment. Sure. But what if we cap it out at 150? So like if you buy Patrick Mahomes stock at $95 now, the highest in a three year span it can go is 150. So again, if you pick somebody like Andy Dalton at $20, he has a chance to seven times his value if he were to max out. Now, do we think he's going to max out? Absolutely not. But these are the chances you take. So, again, if you get a rookie, uh, let's say who's the last rookie taken in the first round? Mac Jones. Maybe Mac Jones is only a 35 right now. So if you buy Mac Jones stock at 35 and he gets up to like 110 in a three-year span, that's a three-times investment. That's pretty good. So again, I think that is a more sensible way if we're going to do it this way. I actually really like that because that's basically like a three-year bond, like a three-year yes, this, corporate that's ex- or government bond. That's, yeah. that's what we're doing. It, instead of yeah, yeah so of and stocks, I can sell Patrick. I can sell Patrick Mahomes after one year at a set at a certain price deemed by the market. So if if we're saying that after three years, Patrick Mahomes will is projected to get to one fifty. I can sell him for somewhere between the 95 and the 150 at a price deemed by the market acceptable for the available amount of return. So basically like after the first year, I could probably sell him for 110 mm-hmm. because that would be the going yeah. rate to get a quarterback. That'll be 150 with two years left. Exactly. And then, yeah, it has to be sensible, but 150 is also almost on the table. It's, yeah, it's in that guard. Like he would have to win like three MVPs, three Super Bowls, mm-hmm. three, you know. So, but again, there's a, a level to this. So if mm-hmm. you start at a lower number and you do better, then obviously your gains are higher and quicker, as opposed to like if you're a Patrick Mahomes, if you're a, I mean, who's another really good young quarterback, you know, um, somebody, Tyler you know, Murray. Ty, okay. Like Tyler, Tyler Murray, Murray wouldn't be that high though. I would, he, he'd be like, like a 60. You're maybe buying yeah. him at a 60 right now. But again, if you think he's a guy who can you know, win offensive player of the year or lead his team to a Super Bowl, then maybe he jumps up into a 90-95 out of that scale of 150. So really, it is a futures market, but 
Yes, I guess bonds is a better way to look at it. But it, again, this is how these ideas come about where we talk about basically buying the players of stocks. And like you said, 150 is the absolute max. So we assume that nobody gets to 150. But could a guy like Mahomes get to 140? Sure. Well, and it's all could projections. It, so it exactly. could be like he could win two Super Bowls in a row. And mm-hmm. everybody will say he's guaranteed to be 150. So you sell him for like 140, 145, which is mm-hmm. what you think his max will end up being. And yeah. then in that third year, maybe he doesn't play as well as everybody thinks and he, his value and drops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But you don't have to worry about it anymore. But a guy like Brady, I mean, like right yeah. now, you might say, well, Brady won the Super Bowl. Why isn't he a 95? Well, he's an older quarterback. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been injury prone, but he's going to be 44 going into the season. So maybe Brady starts out in an 85. But let's say he wins another Super Bowl. Now he leaps past Mahomes. Now Mahomes might be 100, but Brady's a 105. You know, so again, it's kind of this fun game. It incorporates a little bit of projection, which is always fun in the NFL, a little bit of fantasy, not fantasy in like fantasy football, but kind of just imagining what this is. But again, developing a way to kind of judge these quarterbacks and who you buy. And basically the way I figured it out is, you have these, we'll call them bonds now, stocks, bonds, however you want to refer to it. But basically, you have a thousand credits. Okay. What stocks do you want to invest in? Yeah. Do you want to buy all Patrick Mahomes at 95? Do you want to sprinkle in, you know, okay, you're going to buy a Mahomes? It's almost like a fantasy auction. You know, are you going to buy some, a little bit of Kyler Murray stock? You can buy a little bit of Baker Mayfield stock. You buy a little bit of Cam Newton stock. You know, a little bit of Trevor Lawrence stock. It's a three-year projection. Do you think Lawrence doesn't do well in three years under Urban Meyer? Or do you think that he does? So, again, it's kind of this this fun game and process of how we judge quarterbacks um, in that sense. So, again, there's no – because you did finances, but there's no rhyme or reason to the stock market. Like, people can talk about all that. I mean, there is a little bit. But to us, that's tangible. That's Super Bowls, MVPs, things of that sort. But we don't know why certain guys win certain awards. Like, who's the best receiver in the NFL? Well, it depends. Is it DeAndre Hopkins? Is it Stephon Diggs? Is it, you know, who's the best quarterback in the league? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Who's Uh the best rookie quarterback? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Trevor Lawrence? Like, there's some stuff. And that's basically how stocks work. Like, well, they've got liquidity, but they've got – projections they've got cash in hand yes. they've got predators they've got like that's basically yeah. that's it that's and, how it works yeah. and, and that's exactly how this works it's all narrative based we can talk like we know what we're talking about but we really don't know anything mm-hmm. until after the fact like tom brady going to tampa was a smart move because he won the super bowl but there were people questioning if he was gonna be able to win the super bowl now everybody who said he could were made to look like geniuses after the fact but they didn't really know. It was all a projection, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so again, so you were just adding yeah. dollar values to takes. <laughs> Is that really that's that right there? That's exactly the best way to describe right there. We are adding dollar values to takes. Um, but think about it. If we did this a couple of years ago, Cam Newton coming off a fifteen and one MVP season would have been ninety two. Ninety four dollars. That's my no you know, stock right as a, there. A, as a as as a stock, and then all of a sudden he's dropping out. He's down in the thirties, maybe lower. You know, so yeah. 
again, that's kind of the fun part of it is you can do this and then look back and be like, oh boy, look who was really, you know, you know, really involved in this. So that's kind of an idea we had. I love that we were able to talk it out some and, and, you know, poo poo my idea a little bit and poo poo your idea a little bit, but then eventually come together and kind of uh, come to a, a quasi consensus to where this was at. What do you think? Yeah, I loved it too. And and we picked, it's funny how we picked Andy Dalton. And now I'm looking at my QB list on the computer. I'm like, he's not even at, I don't even think he's the starting quarterback for that. Team. <laughs> like, is, is it, it is him and who's the who's the starter? Right? Nick Foles. Nick Foles too. I, I, I guess if you want to buy Nick Foles stock, I mean Well, it's probably Andy Dalton, Nick Foles are both 20 bucks. I mean they have to be. If, yeah. if 20 is the lowest, that's they're gonna be the lowest. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think Justin Fields is much above that. No, Justin Fields, the rookies usually it's, tend to go lower. I mean, probably you're looking lower. at maybe a 30 or a 35 just because you don't know. Or you I could mean, do it. You can do it with like options. So it's like I can buy this at this price, and in a year from now, I can. Mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed to buy it at this price, or I stop buying. Like I and mean, it goes up. Yeah, it, depending on how sophisticated you want to do it. I mean, you could. But um, yeah, you'd have to basically you'd have to be like halfway through the season, say whether you're going to buy next year's stocks yeah. or not, and stuff yep. like that. But that'd be an yeah, interesting that'd be case. Yeah. But again, I, this is something I want to work out. We need to write this down and come to a consensus. We might have a, uh, we might bring some people in and decide on some values, uh, just so it's not you and I deciding. Um, I, I'm I'm running through my head right now who I do and do not want on this committee. Uh, no offense to the people who know they're not going to be on the committee, but you know, you know why. You know who. How you dare are. you? How dare uh, you not keep me on uh, the not, committee? Not you, not you, Sean. No, it's more thinking me, really. But no, it's it's other people. Uh, Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about regarding this? I, I no. think we hit a lot of stuff. I think I in think a short period did, of time, yeah. we kind of wiped away some of the fat and we got some, I think we made a really nice stew here. Now we just need to let it simmer and season up and, and put this together. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I I lo- this yeah I'm looking good. at the dollar values. We thing. just kind of threw out there and yeah, we're pretty good so far. This is, this is our, this is our ticket to the top. Ringer NFL, we're coming for you. This is our ticket to the top. Well, I say we, that. We are for sale. <laughs> we are for sale. Yes, we are for sale. Um, we actually have a yellow sticker, a green sticker, and a red sticker. So really, just just, just choose your price. It's okay. Uh, Sean, I can't believe we got another one. We... I work two jobs. You work. You're in Canada. The exchange rate is such a problem. We can't Venmo each other, but somehow, some way, we got another audio recording. It's fantastic. I'll tell you what, I haven't listened to it yet, but knowing these two coaches, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it's like. Um, I want to cut to Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel. Uh, from what I'm being told, the GMs were on the phone, they couldn't come to an agreement. But uh, they went ahead, they pulled a casino, they got off the phones, they let the wives talk, and they set up the meeting. So really, this is brand new to me, brand new to Sean. Sean, let's go ahead and play it. Here is Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel on the phone. I believe Arthur Smith uh, talks first. Vrabes, Vrabes, you there? You got V. V's here. What's up? Who is this? Who is this? this This is Arthur, man. It's Arthur, you know, Ar- buddy, Arthur FedEx. Blank? Arthur you know, Blank? FedEx, baby. Oh, oh, 
Hey, Smith. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little busy right now. I'm looking for a new offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But, you know, uh, you, know, know. you know, yeah, I, I like money. I come from it. So I like to I like to make more. You know, uh, you know, I used to play in the league, so I don't have to worry about it as much as you do. But I get it. I get it. You know, we can't all be blessed with talent. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Not much. Uh, you know, things are doing pretty well here in Hotlanta. Um, that's I think that's how the kids say it around here. Hotlanta. I, uh, right, it doesn't fit you, Arthur. Don't don't try it. Don't okay. Try it. Uh, noted. Noted. Uh, so. I you guys, you lost Corey Davis, right? Oh yeah, good kid, good kid. I liked him. He went to the Jets. Yeah. It's a real shame, real shame. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got a wide receiver that could be a mentor to AJ. AJ, AJ, I love this guy. I got JJ over here. Uh, Julio uh, Jones. Wait, like, oh, oh, that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Ridley kid. We really like him. He's, uh, he's good. He's good. Oh no, 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 you can't touch the Ridley kid. Come on, come on. Let's... Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I can't touch the Ridley kid? I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, what you yeah. think you got a bunch of Ridley jerseys hanging out in Atlanta? Nobody cares about I mean, what, Ridley? Ridley Scott? Nobody cares he's about the future. I, I understand what the future I, I have an eye for the future, okay? All right. My dad, my well, dad no, listen, I, he started FedEx, okay? Listen, I'm just saying, I mean, not much of a future when you got Matt Ryan at quarterback, but that's just my opinion, Artie. That's and just that, my opinion. That's that's a problem for another day that I'm I'm taking care of. We're taking care of that over okay, here. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Okay. John John called. He talked to talked to Terry. They couldn't get it worked out. Obviously, they put us on the phone. They want us to work it out. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh I'll give you. A, and this is just me spitballing. I'm not a GM guy. I don't know. I played football. I got thrown into a Matt Castle trade once. So what do I know about value? Okay. Uh <laughs> I tell you what, we'll, we'll give you, a, we'll you, we'll give you a three next year, and we'll give you a fourth the year after. That's as good as I can do. Oh, That's as good as I can do, Artie. No, no, you can give me a second. You guys are going to be so good. It's going to be like giving me a third. All right, Julio Jones but, is going to make it's you a so second. good. It's but a, it's a second. But it's not Snake. So it's uh, it, basically you guys are going to win the championship, right? And then it'll I, be like I, it'll be like the first negative one third round pick. I don't think your math's working out there, Artie. You need a new calculator. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. This is what I can do for you. It's my last offer. Because, listen, we, we do like Julio. He's a good guy. I, I, I prefer the Ridley kid, but I get it. Uh, you know, you think he's something special. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll tell you what. I got John on the other line, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak for him. I'll tell you what we can do. I'll give you a two next year. I'll give you a fourth the year after. I'll give you the knife that I almost cut my dick off with. And you're going to give us Julio, and you're going to give us a six-rounder in two years. Yeah, I, I can do that. You can keep the knife. Absolutely do not need that at all. Uh, I never want to speak about that ever again with you. That was that – I mean, was... my, wife was, my wife wants it out of the house already. I need to get rid of it, okay? Be a friend. Be a friend and take the damn. Uh, okay, I'll I'll send you over a FedEx box package with an address. I use on UPS. It. I use UPS. Well, if you want to get rid of this knife, you're going to use FedEx on this one. Okay, I'll well, send you, know you a, pre, a listen, pre-packaged listen, FedEx no, envelope. No. Listen, and, and that's out of there. It. I'll pay for it and I'll send it DHL. Okay, this is it. All right, that's it. Okay. Well, I'm not accepting the package if you send it here. Well, you know what? Then somebody else can accept it. You got a lot of shit going down there at Hotlanta. 
Okay, so a two, a four, a knife, a dick knife, and we get Julio and a six, and it's a deal. Call it in the league office. We don't got to talk about the knife. All right. <laughs> I hope we never, ever talk about that ever again. Artie, Artie, be safe down there. You too, bro. Say, say hi to T-Pain for me. I will. Take it easy. Wow, Sean. That's uh you know, I, I, I thought the call I thought the call between Philadelphia and Indianapolis was wild. That was Mike Rabel. I forgot about the dick knife. Wow, that was that was a story, wasn't it? That was a real thing. <laughs> oh man, that, that that was crazy. That, and I actually forgot that Arthur Smith's dad started FedEx, so apparently <laughs> Mike Rabel not happy. Uh, not happy you about hear the about a lot on I hear about it all the time on the on the other pods. All, all the time. So I assume he talks about it himself. Like if, I, if those I, guys are connected, they're talking to him. I tell you what, uh <laughs> I was not expecting on a Tuesday night to talk about Dick Knives, FedEx, and DHL. Who the hell would have thought of DHL? Um <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. I'm so glad that we paid for that. Uh my kids can't go to college now, but the good news is we have that recording. Uh Sean, if there's nothing else, I think that is a perfect place to end the pod. I'm absolutely okay with that. Absolutely fine. That well, that is a wild, uh, wild phone call. On on that note, I'm Joe McDonald. That's Sean Lola. We are the Out of Bounds Podcast. Out of Bounds with a Z or a Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Again, come check us out on the Facebook page, the Facebook group. Come check us out in the Ringer NFL group. Uh, go listen to Sean on the Angry White on an Angry White Dad podcast. Uh, he's knocking out. God's two episodes a week. It seems like now. Um, go listen to Sean and a host of people on the charity stripe commentary, talking all things playoff basketball right now. Uh, go listen to our friends, Brendan and Lewis on a ginger's tailgate podcast. They broke down the women's college world series and the men's college world series, um, of baseball and softball. A lot of upsets going on over there, Sean. I can't believe mm-hmm. it. Um, I saw, perfect, I saw perfect games, game winning grand slams, all kinds of stuff, but the guys have it covered over there. And, uh, don't forget There's to, Olympic again, baseball too. We're doing an Olympics episode. You think it's not coming, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, Simone, Ma- Simone Biles, uh, seven straight all around titles for the U S uh, incredible. But anyway, everybody take it easy. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Have a wonderful night, Sean. Peace. like a big topic you want to talk about or do we want to kind of we don't have to assign prices but kind of explain what we're going to do with the yeah. stocks of qbs it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a fantasy auction but like a keeper fantasy league is it, kind of how a, you would look at it. it in a way yeah like i said we we were just um it was the guy td who's almost always in yeah. there scatty came in uh brandy was in there uh we were really the, the four for most of the time and we kind of started talking and I don't remember who brought it up, but we were kind of like, well, you know, okay, like what if, what if like you assign quarterbacks, like stock prices and basically like one through a hundred and the most okay. you can make is like a hundred. So like right now, Patrick Mahomes' stock price is like $95 a share. So there's only like a $5, like it is very, very peak. Oh, so you, like, say, so you put a cap on the price. So the price you put a cap on the price. Than 100? Exactly. So, like, 
if you're buying like Tom Brady, well, Tom Brady's 44, but he's coming off a Super Bowl. So is he like $75 a share? Yeah, so, he's just one of those share prices that pays you dividends. He, yeah. He so gives he, you bragging points. That's what dividends are. <laughs> yeah. So, so like what I was talking about is like the thing I was saying was like Cam Newton. Cam Newton's coming off a bad year. People don't think he's going to be very good. So maybe Cam Newton is like $35 a share. But if he has a really good season, he could be worth $70 a share or $80 a share if he has a really, really good season. So it's assigning quarterbacks their value and then which quarterbacks would you buy and which ones would you stay away from. Okay. It's kind of like if you're going into the stock market right now, if you have the money, you want to buy Amazon stock. But the problem is it's insanely high. Like you're not looking to make huge amounts of money with Amazon stock. You're just looking to own it because it's Amazon stock. So like, yeah, if you only have a thousand dollars to spend, you can only get so many shares of homes and he's only gonna be able to cap out at a hundred. So again, just kind of that thought. I know it's not a perfect kind of symmetrical thing, but it's just a fun game. Like what you value these quarterbacks at. And like you said, we could do it in a short-term investment or a long-term investment. 